everyone, Aurora with Supercharged Science, Homeschool Science Learning and Curriculum Resources for K-12. through And this week we are kicking off our How to Do Science, Really Cool Science, like top level, rocket scientist notch type science, with stuff you've already got around the house. You don't have to buy anything. So we are going to do a whole series this week. Today we're going to start with flight and aerodynamics. Tomorrow we're going to do electricity, then we're going to move on to light and lasers, then chemistry, and then we're going to um, crown the week off with robotics. So every day we're going to do another quick lesson. So today you can totally participate with just stuff you already have around the house. So if you like this and you want more, go to my website www.superchargedscience.com and you can download my free resources. So it's superchargedscience.com slash homeschool. And you can download my free resource guide on things you can teach your kids this year. Okay, so we're going to start with aerodynamics. Super simple. For, this, um, for today's experiment, you're going to need a sheet of paper. Hopefully you have this. And we're going to start by doing a challenge. And the example I'm going to give you to share with your kids, or kids if you're watching now, um, we are going to learn how airplanes fly. Super easy. Now watch this. I have a sheet of paper. I'm going to blow under it. Floats up. Not a surprise. I'm going to blow over it. Which way is it going to go? Also floats up. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's going on? I'm going to do it again, and you tell me out loud. Just pretend like I can hear you, like I can totally, uh, we're having a conversation about this. I'm going to do this experiment again, and you're going to tell me what's going on. Here we go. Come on, I can't hear you. Tell me what's going on. Ready? Here's the tricky one. So what's going on on top? Did you figure it out? So there's a lot of different experiments you can do with this. You can roll this up into like a cone shape and make sure there's a little hole here and tape it shut and stick a ping pong ball in here. And then you can blow underneath and challenge your kids to uh, blow the ping pong ball out. Hint, they won't be able to. And it's for the same reason that the paper flies up as I'm blowing across the top. Now why does that happen? So basically, the concept I want you to get for today is higher pressure pushes. So higher pressure always pushes. What does that mean? That means that if you have a low pressure and a higher pressure, the higher pressure is always going to be pushing. So I basically told you the same thing again. Let me, let me illustrate. So we have basically the same air pressure all around us, right? But if I blow in front, I now have a low pressure region right in front. Higher pressure is going to come into this area. So if I have a lower pressure here, where's my higher pressure? It's underneath, so higher pressure is always going to push, and this is how airplanes fly. Very simple. So airplanes have a rounded top to their airfoil, to their wings, right, because they don't flap like a bird, they stick them out straight, and they have a rounded airfoil. And so that means that when they are zooming down the, not the freeway, the runway, um, they're picking up airspeed, so more air is going faster over the top than the bottom. And what does that mean? That means higher pressure is going to be on the bottom, so it's going to push it up. Now, super simple experiments you can do. Ready? I'm going to take you down to my table, and I'm going to show you some of my favorite airplane experiments. Here we go. So we're going to go down to the table. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, and by the way, this is what we were just talking about. We were talking about lift um, and weight and tail force. And we're going to talk about the center of pressure in just a minute and how you can test your creations for that. So one of my favorite ones to do looks like this. So we're going to fold here. You keeping up with me? Okay. And then unfold. And we're going to fold again. And then we're going to unfold. You see I've got that big X right there? Okay. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to fold. 
then we're going to fold on that one. Do you see how it looks like a house? you see that? Now use your fingers to really crease those corners. Okay. Now, unfortunately, a big rock just crashed in on our house, caved in the roof. You see that? Look at that. Okay. So now we've got this tab down. And now we're going to fold this guy in half. Okay. And then all I need to do is fold down the wings. Now there are lots of different paper airplanes and flying machines that you can make. This one is really great because this is a stunt flyer. And we're going to point out some different parts on it. Now if you want, you can put a piece of tape for the middle. Okay. And then there are, while this thing flies through the air, there are these little slinky looking wingtip vortices and that will kill your lift. So what we want to do is put these flaps up just like this to kind of kill those and keep it nice and um, lots of lift, okay? So on your paper airplane, this part here, do you see how it's, here, let me make it flat. Do you see how it's really flat? That's called dihedral. This is a positive dihedral. This is a negative dihedral. Do you see that? Okay, so we're going to put it back to neutral dihedral, maybe a little bit positive. And then we can also take our fingers and pinch the back here, just like this. You see how we can pinch, pinch, pinch? Okay, so now these are our elevators. We can pinch these up or we can pinch one up and one down. That will also change how it flies. These here are ailerons, A-I-L-E-R-O-N-S, ailerons, and you can also pinch these if you like. So there's a lot you can do here. This part here is called the keel, K-E-E-L, and by making this bigger, it's going to change how it flies and making it narrower is also going to change how it flies. So it's not enough just to fold a paper airplane. You actually have to know the different parts and what they do and why they do it. So this is our stunt flyer. I pointed out several things you can do. You can change the size of the keel, the size of the wings. You can also change the elevators in the back. You can pinch up or pinch down those as well as the ailerons. We put these little wing flaps here to keep our lift going. And now we are going to go ahead and throw it. So this brings us to our four aerodynamic forces. So the wings are going to provide the lift. This thing weighs something, right? So when I drop it, that's my weight. And it's also going to have thrust. That's when you throw it. And because we live in this sea of atmosphere, it's going to have drag associated with it. And the drag associated with it has to do with the shape that the wind sees. So like when you're driving in a car and you stick your car hand out the window, you feel more drag on your hand when it's when your palm faces the wind versus when it's cutting through the wind like this, right? Same thing here. You can minimize your jag by looking at what the, the air is actually seeing. And if this is nice and thin, you're going to have um, the least amount of drag. Okay, so you can go ahead and make a paper airplane. I'm going to show you another one too. This is another favorite of mine. So we're going to fold it a hot dog fold. You see that? Okay, and then we're going to fold down and fold down just like this. Now, by the way, this is Aurora with Supercharged Science. Um, if you like this and you want more, you can go to my website, www.superchargedscience.com. You can also ask me any questions you want right now. We're doing a Facebook Live. And so if you have any questions about airplanes or um, what we're doing or how to do what we're doing, you can totally ask me that. Um, so you see we've got the two flaps here, and then we folded it down. Okay, and then we're going to come all the way to the middle. All the way to the middle. Whoop. It's not very even, so I'm going to try that again. 
if you mess up on one side, you've got to mess up on the other. One of the most important things with paper airplanes is that it's symmetric. It's the same. Whatever you do on one side, you've got to do on the other. Okay, and then you can put a piece of tape here to keep the flaps together if you like. Okay, so it looks like that. And then we're going to fold it up. And then we're going to fold it in like this. And like this. This one's actually called the hang glider because the, the last step, which we're going to skip, but if you want to do it, when you open it up, you can actually attach a piece of string from one from one to the other, and then you put this paper cut out of a person down here, and they actually glide pretty well. So this one can be used as a glider, which means that you hold it here, and then when you're ready, you simply just let go, and the thing glides. It goes shoom, 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 like that. So you can see this has a different profile, right, than my stunt flyer. My hang glider is very different. Now you can pinch up the back simply by curling them up a little bit. You can change the dihedral to be super positive, or you can change it to be uh, neutral. Now this one will actually kind of look like a bat if you get it just right back there, so it kind of makes like the bat maneuver, which is super cool. Um, okay, so you've got a couple of different options now, and while you're doing this, I want you to think about a couple of different things. I'm actually missing my pencil. Where did my pencil go? There it is. So one of the things I want you to think about is where the center of gravity is. And so that means it's a, it's a point where if you stick your airplane, I know it's upside down, but that's easier to balance. If you stick it on a pencil, it will totally balance and stay there. That is your center of gravity. So I have a pencil, you probably can't see it, but I have a pencil in here. And so that would be the point that I mark. And I'm gonna put the letters C, G. So it stands for center of gravity. Oh, it's backwards for you, but okay, CG. Great. Now I'm going to find my center of pressure, and that's important because of this. So here I've got my weight, and if I, if I could combine all the mass on the airplane into one point and it, it would be pulling down, it would be at this point here, the center of gravity. Same thing is true for lift. If I could simply have a thread here, or if there's a blast of, actually I shouldn't say a thread, um, if, if, uh, when there's like a blast of um, air, like from a hair dryer or a, a big box fan underneath, which is how we find this, um, and I could balance my pencil while this thing is in that airflow, that's gonna be my center of pressure. Now it's important that my center of pressure, and you measure that, I'm just gonna put it here so you can see that they're not the same point. The center of pressure is different than the center of gravity. So this is where all the lift can be focused, can be concentrated on. Um, and if they're flipped, the airplane's gonna be unstable. So if you've ever made a paper airplane and it's like done somersaults and, and you're just like, wow, what happened to this thing? <laughs> it might be because your center of gravity was behind the center of pressure. So it would not be first stable. Um, uh, the center of pressure and the center of gravity were, were flipped. So um, for example, on a rocket, this is actually a printout from NASA. So on um, a stable flight, when it's straight up and down, we have our center of gravity and our center of pressure are one and the same, and they're both in alignment with each other. Um, during when we have powered flight and coasting flight, but what I want you to notice is that if your center of pressure is up here and your center of gravity is down here, when, when the rocket starts to tilt is where we're gonna get into trouble because if my um, center of gravity is pulling 
um, it, it's going to make this thing want to go more and more unstable and finally the rocket will actually do like somersaults. So how they solve that is they pull the center of gravity up by loading the nose cone with weight. You can, um, For model rockets you can add things like pennies or something like that to the nose cone to bring that center of gravity further towards the nose because you want the center of, uh, center of pressure further towards the tail. And how you find a center of pressure on a rocket, like on a model rocket, is you would tie a piece of string around it and then swirl it around your head, like twirl it around and around and around and around and around. And wherever that rocket is pointing forward as it's going around and around, that's your center of pressure point. Okay, so this sort of thing is important when you design airplanes. So it's really cool to design airplanes, but you also want to be curious about what it is you're getting. When you design your airplane, is that the result that you want to have? And if not, um, how could you improve it? How could you make it better? Or if you have the perfect airplane, can you make it even better? Can it go even longer? So the last thing I want you to do is if you have access to something like a raisin or a piece of cereal or a gummy bear. I love using gummy bears because um, they look like, well, like sort of like people. What you do is you place them in here. So now your um, airplane has a passenger and you can seatbelt them in with a piece of tape. So now what have we done? We've changed the weight. We've changed the center of gravity where it is on your airplane by adding a huge amount of weight compared to the weight of a sheet of paper, right? So what is that gonna do for us? That, that's gonna give you an opportunity to see how differently this is going to fly. And you're going to need to make adjustments like pitching up more, pitching down more, um, changing your dihedral, maybe even changing the wingspan. You could even add more pieces of paper here to make your wings larger if you need them. Or you can cut, uh, cut or trim them down to make them smaller. So uh, by adding a passenger to this thing, so here we got a little gummy bear here, a little fat little gummy bear. Okay, we're going to add him as a passenger, and where you put the gummy bear, it's going to matter, right? It's going to depend. If you put him on the tail, it's going to have a very different effect than if you put him on the nose. So these are just some of the ideas that you can use with your students, um, and you, you can use with your kids. Hang on, I'm going to readjust the camera here. Um, and so you can do real science, and it doesn't have to be fancy, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be real. Um, again, uh, my name's Aurora with Supercharged Science, and what we focus on here is we focus on observational science. So we are going to be doing hands-on experimentation. We want you to get out there and try it. So just we're doing a whole week just of hands-on science using stuff you already have around the house. So you don't have to go shopping. All you need is this video and an afternoon just to, for the kids to play around with cool and interesting ideas. And tonight at the dinner table, kids, your job is to dominate the table conversation and share with everyone what it is that you've learned. All right, I will see you tomorrow for our lesson in electricity. And if we have time, we're also going to squeeze in magnetism in there. I look forward to seeing you soon. Take care.